This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, the next time you swipe on your Tinder looking for that match, keep in mind that the person on the other side may not, in fact, be interested in you for you know, just the sex. Um, the arrest of two men and a woman reveal that the sex trade is not just alive and well, but it is using all the newest technical tools to lure women into the trade. And the allegations against the accused in this case are said to have targeted and met women on Tinder. And under the guise of, you know, meeting up for a date, they would then force the women to undress, pose for pictures. Then those pictures are uploaded online as a promise of selling sex. And if the women didn't go along with it, they and their families found themselves threatened or brutalized. So this is a growing problem. It is in Ontario. And, and we're not talking impoverished or vulnerable girls who come to Canada are new to this country. We're talking educated young women who grew up in this country. They, they too, are also getting duped into this modern-day sex trade because they're simply too trusting of the online world. Problem is, by the time you realize what is happening, it's too late. You're trapped. Let's bring uh, Shay Invidiata into this conversation. She is the founder and executive director of a group called Free Them, which works to get women out of the sex trade as well as educate them on how to avoid it. She joins us now. Shay, the one thing about this particular story um, that surprised me, I mean, the sex trade booming in Ontario does not surprise me, but the fact that things like Tinder uh, are now like the new tool of the trade, that to me suggests this thing has gone, you know, way beyond what the old days of trafficking look like. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, the emergence of just the online not just the internet and the explosion of it, but now exactly like what you're referring to, things like Tinder, Facebook, Snapchat, all of these different apps um, has caused for a whole other platform that needs to be heavily regulated by law enforcement and not just looking through things like Backpage.com or like Kijiji on the internet. So how, how, you know, we're in the year of 2018 where we've had a lot of education about the trafficking and the sex trade and all the rest of it. We know the education, um, but in 2018, people don't seem to be getting the message. And I think the big takeaway when I read about the issue of trafficking in 2018, 2019, is that it is not, in fact, going away. It is getting worse. And those who are being kind of lured into it are, are the very women who should know better. Yeah, um, you know, it is it is very true. Um, like you said, we have a lot of different education and the, uh, there's so much more awareness that's happening today than there was just even five years ago. Um, but unfortunately, there's still a lot of lack of education that's being reached by our younger generations um, needing to be taught in the school system and that's not happening right now in the Ontario curriculum. And so things that you might learn as an adult and, and think of certain signs to be aware of that are young people that are spending time on Facebook and spending time on Twitter or on Tinder, Snapchat, 
they're not aware of the signs or the different tactics that pimps and traffickers are going to be using. And it's not just enough to be saying to your children, you know, you got to be careful of who you're talking to out there. Really, our young people need to be much more educated and equipped by things that guys might say, the location where they might want you to try to meet, to the gifting offering, you know, that they're going to present these victims with that are or going to become victims. And, and that's not what's being talked about right now. So there's a lot of lack of awareness and education to, to our younger generation. Right. But there are, you know, surprisingly, some of the women that were, were kind of caught up in this particular case that we're talking about on Twitter, Tinder, these are young women who, they're young adults. And so they themselves should already know to be cautious. And yet somehow they were invited or got into a, a situation of a hotel room. And there they find themselves being told to undress, take pictures, and then they're being marketed right away. How quickly and how much grooming goes into these particular cases and in this case a woman was also arrested so it's very clear that they're using women to prey on other women how does it work now and what should uh, what should young women be be looking for as far as the signs so one of the things in this case in particular um if you recall that one of the pimps tried to lure another girl and it didn't end up working she didn't take the bait or she didn't bite and so he kept going until he found somebody else and so I think for for young women, it's you have to really be knowing who it is that you're going to meet and to put a backbone on yourself and to not be so quick to just trust somebody. Like, this is somebody that you've never met before that's a complete stranger, and you're judging it and you're judging their character really by a photo that you're trying to look at. And Sometimes, and we're all human, and I think sometimes females, we can be a little, uh, it's more vulnerable where we might think, or even a bit naive to think, this isn't going to happen to me. Like, you hear of these stories, but I would be smarter than, um, you know, this isn't going to happen. And the reality is, if you're online, it could happen to anybody. And so when you're speaking about, like, looking at the signs, it's, it's the wooing tactics and not falling for somebody so quickly like putting your guard up a bit and being smart if somebody says to you you know let's get together and meet at a motel Mm -hmm. why would you ever meet somebody for a first time at a motel at such a bizarre location you know the days of when we used to be when guys would ask a girl out it used to used to be let's go grab a coffee or maybe even go to the movies meet at the mall you know still when you think of where those places are it's fairly public and it's fairly open and so for your own safety and security, you want to, you want to bring that back and say, I'm, I'm not going to meet you at a hotel. That's, there's something off about that. Let's meet in a public location. Tell a friend or two. If you're meeting somebody that is a complete stranger that you've never met before, right. you, you want to tell a friend or two to say, hey, I'm going to go meet this guy. This is the location. This is the time. Just send me a text you know, like an hour in or half an hour in just to check in to see that I'm okay. And if you don't hear from me in like 15 minutes, you know, try again and have kind of an escape plan because at the end of the day, you do not know who you're meeting behind that photo. No, and that anyone would even risk that, uh, you know, with the premise in their head that this is romantic or this is part of the allure. I mean, in this day and age, you just can't do it because by the time you're behind that closed door, 
you're done. You can't get out. What happens when you've taken the bait and all of a sudden your pictures are being put online? Like, can these women, how do they get out? Well, it's usually through, you know, if they're lucky, there's usually a lot of violence that happens beforehand and you're trying to escape. And, uh, you know, it's not pretty what happens behind closed doors. And like you said, you know, we think when we read the story, there's actually a lot of detail that I Mm -hmm. found in this story that was missing. It was like, you know, they brought her to a motel and then basically took photos of her. And I think for a lot of people, they read that and they go, how how did that even happen? What they don't tell you is, you know, the girl arrives, the door not only is closed, but it's locked. There's somebody standing at the door, probably armed with a gun Mm -hmm. or some type of serious weapon to threaten her to say, if you try coming to escape or you try leaving or you don't do what we're telling you to do, you're going to be very extremely hurt, potentially a risk of even being killed at that point, you know? And so how do you get out? Well, for a lot of these girls, they don't end up getting out. And the, the, Using the photos as part of a fear tactic to say, well, release it on Facebook, on your social platforms for all your friends to see. Meanwhile, they're going to be using it to sell that girl's body. Mm-hmm. But there's a fear that their family might find out what's just happened. Their friends are going to find out what's just happened. And so they, they hope that they're going to be able to deal with it for the next few days and figure out an escape plan. But most of these girls, you don't walk within a few feet without somebody watching you. And we call it like invisible chains. You know, some of the girls are actually having chains on them, but you've got somebody who's watching you 24-7 and is oftentimes armed and very dangerous. So you run the risk of escaping. And if you don't escape, you know, you you can get yourself into uh, a lot of a lot of harm. Yeah, either addicted to drugs or just being pushed into the underworld and never seen from uh, again. And I think in this crime, we always or often assume that the girls are very young, uh, probably new to the country, don't have education or maybe understanding of how Canada works. But the women that seem to be getting uh, taken into these uh, are Canadian raised women who should know better um, and find themselves in this. Do we have any data or stats as to to trafficking and and how it's growing so there's i there's not a lot of solid statistics there's a whole bunch of different ones depending on who you ask from rcmp to frontline different agencies uh it's actually one thing that freedom um with a few other stakeholders in canada is trying to work with the federal government to make a centralized port Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can come out with some concrete stats Uh, But over 87% of the victims that we see in Canada are Canadian. So you're absolutely correct in saying that, you know, the majority of the girls that are being trafficked are are here. It's a homegrown problem that we have. Um, Which is somewhat shocking in this day and age, because you'd think we'd be ahead of this at this point. We seem to be going backwards. Yeah, yeah, we... It's also, too, it's changed a lot. Like, it's not, you're having to re-educate an entire, not just society, but in government systems and law enforcement that the quote-unquote days of forced prostitution where you see a girl on a street corner or outside, you know, that is still taking place where forced exploitation is happening there. But it's it looks a lot different and it's a lot more hidden, like being able to recruit and lure on places online like Tinder 
or bringing them to micro brothels, which are oftentimes in apartment buildings, either out in Mississauga, in the Marilyn Monroe buildings. There's a ton of that that happens there or at South Beach, right at Park Lawn and Lakeshore mm-hmm. and any of really of the condos in downtown. And so the the days of, you know, you would go to one quote unquote area of town to be able to find what you want to purchase, it's now spread out very different and it looks different. So it's it's needing to educate not just um, parents, but also our younger generation. And then going back to law enforcement and to our government to say, you know, that there's been a major shift in what this what exploitation actually looks like in Canada. Yeah, the age and face of this crime has certainly uh, changed. We'll continue to follow this. Shay, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's Shay Invidiata, who is the founder and executive director over at Free Them. So, again, you don't know who's on the other line. I just, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. That's how trusting some people still are on social media, of meeting up with randos. Makes no sense. On Point on Global News Radio.